yes, I need money, big time. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the third Amateur Experts podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Happy New Year to everyone. Hey, what's up? I'm Kendall Goshorn. This is Tate Mazima. This is Josh McFall. And we are the Amateur Experts. Yeah, I don't know what that music is. Oh, it's John Mayer. John Mayer, okay. man. I just didn't know. I was, I was trying to figure out what it was. Good stuff, man. Setting the tone. The song's called Clarity, and that's what we hope to bring you today. Oh, oh yeah. You like oh, yeah. that? All the issues of life that you may be curious about. If you believe any of that, you might turn this off. Right now. <laughs> what? The topics that we're going to cover today, you may just leave completely confused. Well, emphasis on amateur today. Yeah, you know what's funny, and I hope I'm not jumping too far ahead of the time. We got a lot of emails this week asking us about our opinions on dating and what such. We're all single. <laughs> we don't know anything about dating, but we are sure gonna give you our two cents. Oh yeah, I got more than two cents actually. Got a whole wallet full of. All right, all right. Well, hey, hey, let's get started. We got we got enough to talk about today for enough time to waste your time. We're going to start off and just kind of talk a little bit about some pop culture. Um, this is my idea. Sports. we got a couple things going on right now. I feel like Josh does not feel included in this first <laughs> part of the conversation. Yeah, I'm pretty much not going to talk for the next five minutes. No, Why is cool. that? Because you don't play much sport? Well, that's true. I don't play many sports. <laughs> that was many sport. That's what you said. I said much sport, not many much sport. sport. Yeah, whatever. All right, much so we sport. got the uh, we're right in the middle. Well, we're actually right at the end of the BCS bowls. Uh, hook 'em horns played a good game the other night. Yeah, whatever. Now, uh, and this may be a dead conversation, but um, is Florida gonna kick OU? I hope to God they do. I've been praying about this for about forty days now, fasting and all that. And I hope to God they shellac them. Okay. Now, Tate was saying that the um, – he's just talking about all the conferences, saying that the Big 12 sucked and whatnot. Um, <laughs> not technically sucked. I just said that they were good, but not exactly as good as they looked on paper because they lost all their bowl games. All right? Not all of them. Well, I mean, the other big teams, like Texas Tech laid an egg. Oklahoma State got beat. And I think o- Oklahoma is going to get beat too, so – um, I mean, other than Texas, everyone else has been kind of bad. So it's just been a been a whole big cluster. Um, <laughs> but I know you're a big Texas fan, so because Ohio, they got beat by USC. Bad, and I'm a USC fan. Like, it's thirty five three. USC I mean, got beat by Oregon State, and then Oregon State played. Did they play Hawaii? I have no clue. No, I, I don't follow them. But I all I was saying, all I was saying was, if we go around and around and talk about who's better yeah. than who because they beat who, it's just going to go around and around. Yeah. They just need a freaking playoff system. Yeah. And if anyone's listening from the BCS, which I know they are because we're really important people, but if you're listening, you need to get a playoff system going on. Glad so this settled. year we just give it to Utah, huh? Great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why not? Give it to they Utah. went unbeaten. They should get it. Okay. That's a, and then. We're not even gonna. We're all from the Dallas Denton area, so Cowboys. Rest in peace. <sighs> Rip. <laughs> they play football, right? Yes, yes. they do. Check. They I try think. to play football. Actually, it, the last game did not look anything like football. It was like I don't even know. It was like watching crash test dummies. 
hit their head against a wall over well, that's and over That's a sport again. I could get into right there. <laughs> it is. It's called right, NASCAR. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, all right. So this week in the world of entertainment, it may have been last week, but um, John Travolta, his son, passed away. They were in the Bahamas? Yes, they were in the Bahamas. Um, so the posed question was, how does Scientology play into the treatment? Um of well, okay. Let me expand on that question. Well, he died of an epileptic. Epile- I don't even know how to say that word. Epileptic. epileptic seizure in the bathtub, and apparently, what I was reading today says that because John Travolta is a Scientologist, he doesn't believe in treatment for autism, which is what they suspect that his son had. So I was just thinking about that and how we've talked about natural medication and all that stuff before, and how. A life was lost, maybe because he didn't want to take him to the doctor. Well, he had autism, they, or he had epilepsy. They okay. He had an epileptic fit, but um, it was they're suspecting to. that he has he had autism. He had autopsy. Yeah, uh, autopsy. <laughs> they did an autopsy. Right. He had right. autism, and autism. in Scientology, they believe they don't believe in like getting that treated. Apparently, so I mean, I don't know. That's kind of what do they believe? Just you. What do they believe in general? Yeah, Scientologist. You know what? You don't know. I have no clue. Emphasis on amateur. <laughs> I don't know for specific reason for spe- uh, specifically okay. what they believe, but in terms of this, like sickness, I, that's what they believe. That they don't believe in that treatment. Yeah. So I'm just like. So they're Amish. Kind of. Actually, there's a lot of Christians today who believe that medicines are not, you know, godly. Too. I mean, there's there's a lot of Ultra conservative Christians. <laughs> if you saw last week's podcast, you know exactly nobody saw last well, week's that's podcast. A couple, hey, listen, there's a little picture on your iPhone or iPod, whatever you're listening to it on. It has little amateur experts. You can watch it the whole time. It's okay, but but okay. So even hopping back to that, obviously God allows for them to be there, but I don't think that He relies on. He's like, oh man, I sure hope they find Novocaine or whatever. I mean, there's got to be another way to. But isn't this exactly like that joke, which I told last night, about, like, the guy that was drowning and a boat came by and he was like, don't worry, God's going to save me. And then another boat came by and he was like, don't worry, God will save me. And a helicopter came by and he said, don't worry, God will save me. And he died. Yeah. Isn't that the same thing to say that we're not going to go get our son treated? We're just going to wait for God to do this, even though I believe totally that doctors and medicine is something that God himself has a hand in. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, And that applies to so many areas of our life. We think we know how God's going to do something, and then maybe he's trying to do it in another way, and uh, we're like, no, we're waiting. And just because we, we think we know how everything's going to play out, which in reality we have another clue. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Um, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, I guess you all saw that movie recently. Yeah. Yeah. Last night, actually. What'd y'all think? Uh, Mr. Darcy? The Kiara Knightley version made in 2006? Four. Four? Uh-huh. 2004. It came out in 2005. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's the version that we saw All last right. night. Um, What'd you think about Mr. Cinematically Darcy? Cinematically and technically speaking, very well done. Like, appreciate it technically across the board. Um, so many complicated shots they did. Um, it was really well done. Story-wise, I'd never read the book or anything like that. It's all you book lovers out there. Uh, There's books? 
Yeah, there's books. Oh. Yeah, that's how they used to watch movies is in their mind. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, didn't read the book, so there's a lot that I feel like I missed out on when I watched the movie. I felt like they, they really touched on some things that they didn't explain, which um, made some parts a little lacking, I felt. But the parts that were just open, the dialogue, um, the storyline itself was actually pretty good. Now, are you a subscriber of this thing that they say in this, in, well, in the behind-the-scenes thing, where they say that every romantic comedy is born from this movie? No. Because, I mean, it has the family, and then it has she sees him, hates him, because he's... I would say absolute. every romantic comedy is born from any other story fr- from biblical times on, like just from the beginning of time. Because romance in the Bible is... There's a lot of funny romance stories in the Bible. It's true. Ruth is pretty funny. I think it's pretty sweet. Girl comes, kneels at the foot of your bed, and I'm in for that. Right. And, yeah, I think that's great. I've been hoping for that. That's my (laughs) boat. That's the boat I'm waiting for, God. Yeah, but But, uh, (laughs) the end of your story turns out a lot worse (laughs) (laughs) than the end of uh, his story. What's his name? It's Um, the only guy I know who's named Boaz. Boaz. Who's what? Nothing. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I mean, I like the movie. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I'm very skeptical about movie romances because I don't think they're very true to life in a sense because they're movies. That's true. So, I mean, it's a good movie, but it's hard to go into a movie and try to expect reality though. Nowadays, um, the only problems I have with it is if girls actually do take those things seriously. Um, if you go into a movie thinking, yeah, it's not, it's not realistic, it's not whatever, I'm not going to hold fast to the ideas of this, then you're better for it. Well, how do you and separate you might that? be able to be entertained. Because it's so easy to buy into that. Some of them are just straight up frustrating. Yeah. Like, like P.S. I love you. We're <laughs> 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 going back to this again. This is like Twilight all over again. But how <laughs> Twilight. How do you go into, and I'm not saying I can't do this, I'm just saying how, how do we practically, and maybe this is even more for women, which none of us understand, how do you go into a movie and say, this is great, I'm going to submit, because in reality, what you're doing is you're going to say, I'm going to lay my heart, I'm going to lay my ideas at this for three hours or two and a half hours, and then I'm going to come back unchanged without this affecting me. It's entertainment. Why do you go see a movie? Why Why, can why you do they enjoy... use love as the topic of every movie then? Well, it's because it's universal uh, care. Like nobody, Nobody's going to admit, well, everybody cares about love. Mm-hmm. Of some nature. And so when you go see a romantic comedy, usually for a guy, it's to get the love of the girl <laughs> that they're going with. If it's for the girl, it's to find out maybe it's, it's to, I don't know. To, it's to, to discover that he's still out there. Yeah. yeah. It's like just to punt, you know, uh, proverbially, what is that? What's that word? Proverb. Proverbially, proverbially, uh, yeah. Punch the guy that took him to the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, why don't you do that yeah. for me? Right. Why don't you die and write me love notes? Wow. <laughs> Speaking of something that's dying, it's this conversation. Uh, hey, talk to us about the news, Josh. What's going on in the news world? The news. Oh man, there's so many great things going on in the news. Um, one of the uh, things that caught my eye was the one that says, "Man dies 35 years after being shot. Death ruled homicide." Wait. What? Yeah. The Read guy got again. shot 35 years ago, and now the death is being ruled as a homicide. This is from foxnews.com. A, uh, Fort, this is from Fort Worth, Texas, by the way. A man shot in the back Only 35 
Why don't you let me talk? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a man shot in the back 35 years ago has died of complications from the shooting. It's ridiculous, Kendall. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, he was shot a long time ago. He was shot a long time ago, and now... Uh, and uh, they they didn't like they didn't catch the guy who shot him. Um, I was gonna read it. Kendall, you totally screwed this up for me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so now thirty five years later, he goes back to the hospital. I mean, he was in the hospital for a while the first time he got shot, and he got over it. Now they're saying that some of the organ failures and all that had to do with the wound of the shot from thirty five years ago. That is the slowest moving bullet I have ever seen. Or heard of. No, the bullet wasn't in there. What? It was the wound that killed him. 35 years later? Seriously? Something's wrong with your brain. I'm just saying, <laughs> 35 years. It took well, 35 years. It took 35 years to kill him from this guy. Maybe he was really healthy. Which I think is more pimp than 50 Cent. I'm yeah. just going to throw that out. He lived 35 years. Let's see how long 50 Cent lived. Well, he has nine bullets, so we got to divide Let's that 35 see. years by nine, right? Let's see. This guy was uh, 54 years old. When he died, so Man. we'll see how long Fifty Cent makes it. That's that's extraordinary. If you ask it me. is, it is now. Some now, if they find this guy, which there's pretty unhopeful about finding the guy who shot him, um, he's going to be charged with homicide. Wow. Well, that sucks. Um, and the word of the news for me. Um, apparently, on Monday morning, um, school started up. Well, in Texas, school started up again. But uh, a six-year-old kid in Virginia uh, missed the school bus. And took his parents' 2005 Ford Taurus and drove it six miles down the road to go to school. That's right. Um, I did see that article. At six years old. And his mom was at home sleeping while he did this at 7 o'clock in the morning. Did he make it there? No, he crashed the car before he got there. What a surprise. Yeah. Well, he's six. I don't even know if he... I, did the airbags... I don't know how a six-year-old drives for six miles down the road, first of all. Did you see the beginning of Talladega Nights? Hey, let me ask you a question real quick. Isn't it great to see kids that ambitious about getting education? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently this kid... I would have loved that day if I was a kid. <laughs> like, free day at home. <laughs> Sweet. It's my mom's fault. No, no, listen to this. This kid wanted to go to school for P.E. Of all things. P.E.? I, I loved P.E. I hated P.E. Why? It was like... I felt like I was in the army. It was, for me, it, it was did. It was time. like drills the entire time. It really sucked. So that's what he wanted to go to school for. But anyway, Man, back when I could run. <laughs> but I mean, OK, what is your his mom was sleeping. Why is his mother sleeping? It's six year old. And she's supposed to be up. Why is his mom sleeping? Yeah. You're going to judge the mom for well, sleeping? Was his yes. Da- like, you're, have you ever it, been a mom? You know how much it takes? I've been there. I'm okay. just saying. <laughs> was, maybe mother, his dad was the one getting him ready for school. No, his I don't know where his dad was. His mom. Maybe you should find that out. It's his, They both got charged with child endangerment, but his it specifically says it was while his mother was sleeping, so his dad could have left. But why are you sleeping when your kid needs to get ready for school? Look, I don't even think that's the right question. The kid, the, the mom's sleeping. Maybe the kid got up extra early. Who knows? Maybe no, the mom he missed was the sick. school bus. How, how do you, Maybe how do you, the mom was sick. Okay. We don't know. But my question is, why are they going to charge... I mean, any kid could have done that as, as you know, you growing up, I, I could have done it. He's I could have got up early enough to grab the keys and leave before mom ever knew it. People got things, I mean, they're trying to take care of you. They might be in the kitchen cleaning something. You could still take the keys and get to the car and drive out. I mean, cars are pretty fast. <laughs> you can get out the driveway. She is the sleeping and you. he missed the bus, which means he did not wake up early. 
I'm he, he missed the school. Bus. I'm going to give the mom the benefit of the doubt. Ah, well, she until got, I found out she's on drugs. And she got arrested. We'll talk about it again. She got arrested and she's in jail. But yeah, her six-year-old drove six miles down the road. It Is that suck. the best way to fix this problem, though? Let's just throw her in. Yeah, in jail. because if we throw her in jail, every mom's gonna get up at six o'clock. Well, not only did that on. happen, they also took the other two kids and put them in protective custody because see, of this see, situation. See, that's not that's not an answer to fix this problem. It's just yeah, that's not. So, what would you do if someone's six-year-old took their car and drove it? To school. Okay, there are obviously some discipline issues that need to take place. With who? I, well, with both the kid and the parent. Okay. Now, the kid's six, so it's not like you can charge him. Um, but th- the way to fix it is not going to be to arrest the mom and then throw the kids in foster care. That's that's not going to be a fix to the problem. It's going to create more problems, if anything. Um, I mean, so it, it seems kind of short-sighted on the point of child service, protect services or whatever. I get that. I, I think their whole thing is the parents are unfit to um, be parents until it's more, it's evaluated a little more. Well, it because, sounds like well, the government I mean, is trying to be the parent to yeah, the parent I mean, I'm and not, not to the kid. It's um, not like the mom said, hey, just take I the I want to know the full story first. I want to know why the mom was sleeping, what time it was when the kid left. 7.30. 7.30. So why, why was the mom sleeping at 7.40? Maybe the alarm didn't go off. Well, I mean, have you ever been late to work? And it could have been. Let's let's play it out like this. It could have been. All right, Bobby. We'll see you later. He goes. He's three minutes behind the bus. Mom goes back to bed at seven forty. He just goes in the house, grabs the keys, and helps himself, thinking yeah. he's going to get in trouble for missing the bus. Tries to work out his own solution. So he's going to get in more trouble for missing the bus than driving the car. Well, no, but that doesn't show me that the parents unfit. Because for all she knows, she could have sent him off and done a great role as being the mother. It's true. Yeah. We have no idea the whole story. I'm just going to say this. He's six. I know a lot of six-year-olds. Not Most of what the, all that thought process. A six-year-old knows better than he to just, get in the car and drive off. I, I think a six-year-old knows better. I've known a lot of six-year-olds, too. Yeah. I've known a lot of three-year-olds who know better than to get in the front seat of the car. <laughs> yeah, but they... Yeah. But anyway, that's the story that I read. I, I am for... I don't know. I just, I just think that they need to evaluate the, the parents, too. That's greatness. <laughs> That's a pretty good word. I hate that word. What's your What's your story? Uh, my last one is um, the porn industry asks for a five billion dollar bailout from the government. What? Larry Flint and Joe Francis, two of the uh, major porn industry leaders, have asked Congress to, and I quote, if I can find my quote. It's time for Congress to rejuvenate the sexual appetite of America. <laughs> Apparently, DVD sales are down 22% from 2007, and they're angry. <laughs> wow. Um, so, wow. yeah, they're, they're asking the government. They're saying, hey, if you're going to bail out crooked bankers, and uh, if you're going to bail out all these people who, you know, you're saying that it's hurting the economy, so you're going to have to bail them out to save the economy, why don't you save us, too? Uh, we're not crooked. We're legitimate business owners um why not help us we're hurting too so my questions are should they in a secular free market bail them out considering what we've bailed out in the past and second would it really hurt our economy if they uh if they felt i mean how much money goes through the porn industry as far as what that does for our economy no it's a a lot well for is our it, yeah. economy, is it stimulating the economy? If porn wise? dies, do we does the economy die? 
That's the question, and I don't believe so. I think money-wise, it does play a, uh, a pretty large role right now in our economy. What's it, the largest business in the world? I don't know. Is it sex is it industry? Is it it, it is. I mean, worldwide. Yeah. So, so it, it has a lot to do with um, s- stabilization in many regions of the United States. I don't think it's right. Who profits from it? Um, See, that's the thing. That's the question you should be asking because Larry Flint or whatever his name is, he probably has a billion dollar house, and that's what he's worried about. Well, so so there's there's bankers that have the billion dollar houses too. So it's not about necessarily what individuals profit profiting from it. It's how big of a role does it play in our economy, and should it play that role? See, my thought is, if that money's not going there into that industry, that money's going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we need the industry, obviously. I think it's wrong. I don't think they should bail them out. But uh, that's their questions. Are, you know, Why aren't you bailing us out, too? Yeah, I don't think... In I a mean, secular society where they can't say, well, we can't morally tell you what's right and what's wrong, should our government take a... Uh, Non-biased approach and say, "All right, we'll, well you guys I think you look at it like this: the people, like let's say the car companies, the big three, or whatever that they're bailing out. Yeah. There are people, lots of people, hundreds of thousands of people that have jobs that are being affected there. Um, so that is something that affects a lot of people. Now, take this industry for example, and, and, I, and I haven't done research. And just for everybody that's listening, these topics were not—they're not pre-discussed. These are when you hear them are the first time we hear them too. So. Forgive us the person if we, that's reading them. Yeah, and so forgive us if we don't have all the stats in front of us. Where this is just Amateur. right off. Yeah. So, but Santa says it seems like the, there are very few people that profit from the well-being of that industry. Yeah, that's um, correct. And, and even and I don't think that this could exactly play into that decision. But there are a lot of people that are negatively affected by that industry. You look at the sex trade market, which I think has direct correlation to this. Yeah, direct ties. Um. And that's something that our government is actively involved in shutting down. So I feel like they would be working against themselves to loan support to this industry. There's a lot of things that, that regardless of morals, there are a lot of things that are bad for our, our government and for our citizens that come from this industry. I mean, even look at divorce rates and stuff that tie back to infidelity. I mean, even psychological things that, that go bad from looking at porn and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that you look at health health reasons and stuff, there are more bad factors about this than there are good factors. But does our secular society uh, acknowledge that? I, I think that you can you can be completely secular and say, yeah. okay, let's weigh the pros and cons. Um, obviously, they're going to say it's entertainment. They're going to say some things like that. But there are a lot of cons, a lot of bad things that happen physically, mentally, emotionally that, that have direct ties to this. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with that. I think that the porn industry does horrible things to our nation, to our uh, economy in the end, which I think the money that is actually helping our you know, economy could be better somewhere else. It would help the economy if that money were somewhere else, even though it's somewhat of a backbone mm-hmm. now. Uh, it could be a better backbone if that money was placed in more psychologically helpful ways. So I agree with you on that. I just don't think our society is actually acknowledging that. Yeah. And I mean... I don't I'm, think they're going to bail them out either. Yeah, they didn't I'm, bail out the, 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 the car, car company. I'm just thinking, I mean, car companies have been around for years and years and been a pretty stable industry. Porn's been around for, I mean, porn itself's been around for a while. I mean, as long as whatever. But it as a money-generating industry, has, it hasn't been a big money-generating genera- industry for that long. 
Well, well no. Well, I'd, have. I'd argue that. I mean, you look at you know, back the internet, in, the advent of the internet made it boom. Is well, it definitely made it well, a lot the, larger. Yeah, sure. But you look before that. I mean, but they were still making a lot of money. I don't know if this. That. I don't know if it can be directly. I don't know if they exactly fall under the same category, but I think they tie together. You look at prostitution and things like that. Um, back in you know even the 30s and the 40s, internationally across the board, where you yeah. go. It's mm-hmm. always been a big money generating yeah, industry. Yeah, but we're talking about prostitution. They're not asking for bailouts for prostitution. I know it doesn't. It's. I, I'm just saying the direct correlation of the amount of money that porn's been making in the past twenty years is probably a lot. is has a lot more has yeah. spiked a lot more because of the internet. And all I was trying to say with that was if we go back maybe thirty, forty years, mm-hmm. the porn industry wouldn't even be thinking about asking for a bailout. But the car industry would still be doing the same thing. The banking industry would still be doing the same thing because they're the backbone. Of the nation, even though sure. porn wants to say this, it's not really true. It's just because it's it's because they make so much money off the internet. Yeah, a lot of like people that. are are responding back to this article saying, "Well, it's it's more like just a classic Larry Flint uh, joke or uh, a shot at society to say, well, you know, if you're helping everybody else, why aren't you helping us?' Yeah, it's it's another um, a stunt from Larry Flint. So I who knows if he's actually want to take this thing seriously. Uh, he and Joe Francis are going to try to get the money, obviously, because I guess they're shrewd businessmen who found a possible way to get a dollar. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to go very long. I'm with that. We have time for one more news topic, or are we moving on? Um, we probably need to move on. Casey okay. Courtney just I am to me. Hey Casey, we're recording. Hey Casey. I don't know who that is. It's okay. Casey Courtney. Hey Casey. Okay. Um, let's hop over to spirituality. Um, this is a topic that that I was thrown on the board. Um, this is uh, if you, if you in response. Oh, which one are we doing first? I was going to do the the suffering first. Okay. Um, and, and and I'm sure you've caught on for now, but but to all of us, um, spirituality and and our personal walks and, and beliefs about God are something we all um, hold very important, um, if not most important in our life. Well, I'd say most important, definitely. Um, and so I was reading um, in the Bible recently this week, um, in John chapter 9, and I'm just going to read just a couple verses just to, to open up a couple questions. Um, and this is John chapter 9. I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. And it says, As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and as the disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not this man nor his parents that were born, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. And so the question that that... that um, arose in me it was Jesus just said uh, it wasn't by anything this man did this guy got a bad deal he was born blind so that I may come around who knows 40 50 years later and heal him for my sake now I know growing up in the church I was told if you do this you do that you don't cuss you don't drink you don't do this you're gonna you're gonna have a happy life and nothing's ever gonna go wrong for you but here in scripture God just said this guy didn't do anything wrong and I made him blind I gave him a tough a tough life just because I wanted to. And so how does that tie in with the, the world that we live in and what we're told in our entire lives that you do this, you're going to get it good. But it seems like the reality of life is that sometimes it just goes bad. Does God allow suffering for his own good? I mean, I think we obviously see that, but how does that plan? What does, what does that mean to us? Um, and I, I don't like know if I'm asking the right, right question me. here. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, obviously um, th- there's, there's millions and millions of stories of people just having what we would call a bad rap, uh, you know, bad hand of cards. Um, 
there's stuff that happens to people that we just don't understand. What I think we have a problem with is deciding up front what is uh, what is owed to us. So maybe 98% of people in the world can walk normal. Maybe it's more than that. It's 99.9% can walk uh, like almost everybody in this room right now. Uh, but I, I can't walk like that. I have to use crutches or, or if in a huge place I don't even try, I just go in a wheelchair. Um, that doesn't mean that my standard of living has dropped. It just means that I move from point A to point B differently. Mm-hmm. So it's not really about who got the bad cards. It's about which cards did you get. Um, some cards are a lot harder to play than others. Like a, a, a blind person's card, um, I say card, let's just call it a life. A blind person's life has different obstacles. Uh, and most of the world is based around a sightseeing people. Um, so most everything is not made for a blind person to live uh, uh, very efficiently. So they've developed ways to help themselves out. Um, and so basically, I think we're asking the wrong question. Yeah. I don't think it's, I think it's not, uh, why does God lower the standard of living for some and not the others? But the standard is is skewed. Like yeah. We don't really understand what the standard should be so that God's glory can be played out. You know, It's really interesting to say that because it reminds me of a thought I had a, a few weeks back. I was hanging out with some friends. We were out in Fort Worth and we were at a bar and... Um, and I was with some girls that were my friends, and these two, uh, two like supermodel looking guys went up and started hitting on them and stuff. And, um, and so later on that night, I was like, man, I'm not good enough, good looking enough to go hit on girls and stuff. <laughs> and then God really quickly, like, He just spoke to me. He's like, hey, it's my grace in your life that you're ugly. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> ugly. He's like, it's my grace in your life, though, that you're not like a model. He's like, he's like, do you realize what could have happened to you if you would have been, quote unquote, good looking the the traps you could have fallen into the the way that um you know i mean i never ran with the party crowd yeah. and i think god preserved and god and god cultivated and god changed my life because of the path he allowed me to take now it would have been more difficult to do that if i looked like a freaking abercrombie model and so i mean even though we're all going to say it's a bad deal to be blind are we going to say it's a bad deal to look like a model um even though um not even spiritually but even just I mean, we could just run into the same types of, of problems could it be just as bad of a deal? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It, I mean, it can be, but I don't think it's as easy to admit. Yeah. Or it's, to see it's true. sometimes. I, I mean, I look at it this way for my life, personally. Like, I've, I was just thinking about this today, too. And it's... it's <clears throat> I used to think that, well, I don't have that powerful tes- testimony. I wasn't hooked on drugs for 19 years and passed out in the bathroom and saw Jesus or anything. I mean, I was born... In church, pretty much, slapped by the doctor, given a Bible type t- type deal, <laughs> and I, I mean, I've been there my entire life, and sometimes I just think my testimony is not strong enough, in a sense. But that's the hand I've been dealt. I have I have my things that I struggle with. I have my things that I, my obstacles that I have to overcome, and it's by the grace of God that even through being born that way and being raised that way, I still actually follow God. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think. The biggest thing with the first question that you asked that's happening is a lot of us don't want to read our Bibles anymore. We want to read seven-step books that tell us that if you do these seven steps, then this will come to you. You send this email to 10 people, then you're going to get a Mercedes parked outside your door, which doesn't happen. That's not the way life happens because God chooses. I mean, God has a purpose and a plan for each and every person, and it's different for for everyone. There's no seven-step plan to this or seven-step plan to that. And... 
a lot of us want to listen to that because it's easier. It's a lot easier for me to sit here and tell you that if you do these five things, God's going to give you a million dollars than it is for me to sit here and look at you and be like, Josh, you could do these five things, but you could be broke for the rest of your life. It's a lot easier for me to tell people that and a lot easier for people to believe that than for them to believe the truth of the word that says that even though you may not have these things, I'm sufficient. My my grace is enough. Jesus is all you need. And you may not get all this stuff, but I'm enough. Yeah. And I think that, and I know, I don't know if Josh was there. Were you at the Bible study yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing, we're, we're, we're all going through this men's Bible study together at our church. And, and one thing that really jumped out, I mean, I don't heard, know if y'all were able to hear um, the, the version that Matt put online, but... um just talking about how how in life even our spirituality we're so accustomed to it just being handed to us um the the phrase that they use is we're tired of giving you fish let's learn to fish um and and you've heard that phrase in a lot of different scenarios you give a man a fish he'll eat for a day if you teach him to fish he'll eat for life but even in our spirituality we're used to it just being broken down and cut up and given to us Mm -hmm. and and we're not learning how to do for ourselves, not how to read for ourselves. um i know the three of us sit under a great teacher and so it's really easy just to consume. Yeah. But yeah. never to. It really is. And there's a, there's a lot of scriptures about how you need to practice the fear of the Lord, which um, gets really confused on what that is. But uh, one of the ways you practice the fear of the Lord is stuff like fasting. Um, the reason it's so hard for a really good-looking guy or girl to uh, admit or see that the reason that they're so depressed or so, you know, something's missing, something's they're longing for something is because they, um, let's call it, eat a lot of food. <laughs> they they they're not as lonely because they they get a physical affection. They get people who come up to them just say, you know, I I show you that I like you. I show you that you're valuable in mm-hmm. some way, even though it might be the wrong way. So just like we consume food every single day, um, it's hard for us to to think about that we are insufficient without God's grace, without God's provision. So if you don't eat for a day, then your body is screaming for food, and it kind of gives you an idea of what it is to need God to to need something that. You know, God's provided these these things for us to eat, for us, for our bodies to wholly and healthily consume and make us feel better. And so uh, if we don't ever fast, if we don't ever take ourselves away from the things that make us happy, make us, you know, whole, then we, um, we're not practicing the fear of God. We're not practicing how uh, we relate to God in our insufficiencies. Mm-hmm. If we could have, if we could have any, uh, motto in our life it should be i am insufficient how can i get closer to god because of that and what what is it that distracts me from my uh ability to understand my insufficiency take that thing away for a while and and it uh i think it brings you closer to god it's part of practicing the fear of the lord it's fun times i tell you it's not really fun times yeah (laughs) hey let's uh we could talk about this for an hour and, and get all kinds of rich stuff um we're gonna we're gonna hop right over here real quick um, once again, I've got no clue why you would ask us about this because we're all <laughs> single, but we got some emails this week. Um, thank you for emails. Hey, and if you're listening, um, any questions, any comments, uh, or even just say, Hey, shoot us an email at amateur experts at gmail.com. Amateur experts at gmail.com. Amateur experts at gmail.com. 1-800-GEEK-IT. <laughs> I got the reference. Um, and that's amateur, like a mature. It's spelled wrong. It's ridiculous. Amateur. Amateur. Maybe we should start calling it that amateur. No, no, no. Amateur. Maybe you guys should email us why we should change it to spell no, it No, we're not changing it, Josh. I like the way it's spelled, okay? There's a reason. Chia. It's, it's like an onion. It's got layers. So please... <laughs> Just picture <laughs> me sighing. Right uh, so please email us. Uh, 
Okay. Dating slash spirituality, how does it relate and what do we believe about dating? I guess the question is what do we believe about dating? Let's uh, just kind of look at our time. Let's just give a one-minute answer on each what each one of us believes about dating. I don't want to go first. Tate first. I don't want to go first. One minute? I, I, we got to be quick. Like right, I'll go first seconds? real quick so y'all can think. Okay, you can do. Oh, I got it. Uh, dating, I think that it... I don't like the games. <laughs> I think I've made that very clear. Uh, I'm a pretty straightforward person. So I think that there, there's you're not gonna just walk into somebody and be like, "Dang, girl, you mean you married forever? What's she doing? For, what's she doing this for the rest of your life?" All right. Yeah. Um, I've seen you try that. That one doesn't work. But but there's obviously you never know, and so there there has to be some dating, call it courting, call it whatever you want. Um. So yeah, I mean sometimes that's just how it has to go, and we're not born with an instruction book on t- knowing how to do it. So you just got to do it, and I think a great way is just you know being friends and then just committing. There's not going to be, that's why we say the mythical one in quotations. <laughs> um, sometimes you just got to choose one and just be like, let's do it, girl. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, and a lot of that, you know, comes down to, to your commitment. No, not do it, but. I mean, that's a lot funny, of that I just comes down to saying that part. I was laughing about just choose one. Like they're lined up. Yeah. Um, you're Can a little taller one than I would rather have. If, if you could just. You got heels on. I don't know. What do you? <laughs> I forget that you guys don't have a blind enough like that. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, I mean, I, well, all I'm saying is like I think that you just have to at some point be like, look, um, and this is something that uh, I'm a guy, and so I mean I'm thinking about this, but this is something that God told me a while back. He's like, are you choosing a model or are you choosing a wife? Because I'm sitting there being all picky about the way she looks and stuff. And he's like, yeah, get over that because you're choosing somebody to do life with, to live in and to fight with day in day out. Um, I don't mean fight every day, but <laughs> who who are you gonna do life with? And, no, and that's what fight. you want to be careful. Yeah, it it's helps okay if she's say, pretty, but so it's okay to say who are you gonna fight with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It's an iron sharpens iron thing. Okay, I my think, yeah. Uh, are you done with your minute? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my thing with but dating. See, I think <laughs> my thing is with dating is um, it's turned into more of a culture thing. Then it's turned than 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 a Christian thing. Like people, we have a fan in the audience today. Courtney's telling me that she wants to marry me. <laughs> What's up, girl? You got my cell phone number, right? <laughs> okay. But yeah, okay. So dating. My thing with dating, I'm just gonna say simply, is that I believe that everyone writes their own love story. And if you try and follow someone else's That's cute, Tate. That's I, cute. I'm just saying. The, the thing is. <laughs> The thing is, a lot of us are try uh, try and follow someone else's path, or like I know people that met and got married in three weeks. Then I know people that dated for six years. Then I know people that weren't friends and saw each other across the room and pretty much were like, well, "You want? Do you want to marry me?" and got married. I know people that went out and broke up sixteen thousand times and got married. So all I'm saying saying that to say, dating has no blueprint. Just, just like there's no five steps to getting a million dollars in God's kingdom, there's no five steps to there's no five steps to finding the perfect woman. And I believe you write your own love story. It's through pain. It's through crying. But you can't stand there and wait for the mythical one. I believe I don't believe in the, the mythical one. I believe you have to try it. I mean, you can't. It's not. She's not going to be served up on a platter for you. If you're a guy, you need to ask her out. And she says no, get over it. She I said wish we no. could rewind this podcast like 20 minutes ago to hear Tate talking about Ruth and how he was waiting for the girl. <laughs> I, I, I told you that's that was my boat. Remember yeah. what happened to the guy in the boat? He died without a boat. Yeah. So <laughs> I got to work on that. All right, Josh, talk to us. Oh, dating. Um, 
dating's a tough one because I mean Tate's right. There's no blueprint. Uh, the Bible doesn't really go through that for us. It does not systematically tell us how to do it. Uh, you do that today. The roof thing. If you do that, yeah. If you do that today, I mean, you can't go buy a piece of land and get a woman with it. <laughs> I mean, you could try, but I'm pretty sure it won't work out for you. Um, but dating, there's 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 really not a whole lot to 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 base biblically on that. Um, what we have to do is remember that these girls are our sisters, and that's the first thing we need to treat them as. Uh, we have to be openly communicating with one another to um, to tell us how we feel and. Um, when you get, I agree with Tate, when you get turned down, when you get told no, you get to back off. That's your sister. You don't want to take anything away from her future husband or your future wife. Mm-hmm. So, so back off, you know, be openly communicated. I'm not a fan of games, but I, I do feel like there is a certain, um, caution when approaching a girl in that kind of manner. You want to, you don't want to just jump the gun on it. You don't want it to. Just, I don't feel like you should just come to girls and hey, you want to get married? I, it may have worked <laughs> in the past, but um, I just, I don't know if that's really how you want to. You don't want to tell your future wife that you've asked three, four girls to marry you in right. the past. You know, what are you taking away from your future spouse, and what are you taking away from her future spouse? You don't want to be caught doing incest. So why would you do these things, or you know, why would you mess around with your sisters? Right. So treat them like sisters. Openly communicate. Dating. I was just—I was going to add. Uh, I have a producer in my ear telling me that um, I shouldn't have said we write our own love stories. I should have said I that agree. God. Yeah. God uh, writes our own love stories. Do we co-author them? Um, no, we're just bit parts. He he writes the screenplay, and we're just the actors. So God writes our love stories. But I was just saying that to say there isn't a blueprint. I'm glad you you came back to that because I didn't really want to talk about it out loud but i'm glad you did I'll, t- I, I'll tell a quick funny story i'll be quick i heard this story um this guy was in israel and he was on like one of those tour groups and like the the his friend led the tour groups and his friend was like 50s or 60s and he had a daughter that was like in her early 20s uh, and just a beautiful girl so um so they were there and uh they were at this well that apparently jesus was at or something and while I was there this guy that was like a local man to the country walked up to the guy and was like your daughter is very beautiful I'll give you 13 camels for her. And the girl was looking at, just sitting there like, what are you serious that this guy's trying to get, you know, like talk to my dad about giving him 13 camels for me. And then the dad is like, make it 15. (laughs) 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 Okay. Hey, we're going to hop over to uh, our segments. And uh, I think I'm going to throw some little background music on because that'd be cute. I think Josh is going to go first. Yeah, I'll go first. My segment is how to, um, so far, I've been trying to do funny ones, but I feel like our economy sucks so bad that we need to do a little more of a serious one. Uh, jobs are hard to come by right now. A lot of people are getting laid off. Um, I feel like I, f- I feel very comfortable going to interviews. I haven't I haven't not gotten very many jobs when I go for interviews. Uh, there's only been like a couple jobs I didn't get, and it's because there was a test involved, and I failed the test, not because I did bad in the interview. So I just thought I, w- I would share a couple uh, thoughts that I had. How to nail the job interview. Uh, first, you want to dress nice. Don't be afraid to dress too much. Uh, just professional. If you got a three-piece suit, wear it. If you think that's too much, it doesn't matter. The boss is going to think you're awesome for trying so hard. So wear it. Don't wear cologne or perfume. You don't want to offend anybody right off the top. So, uh, and if you really, do wear deodorant, right? Yes. Wear deodorant. <laughs> okay. Don't. Yeah. We'll talk about hygiene in just a second. Uh, well, act, no, that's, let's talk about how do you now. Comb your hair. 
It's important. It is. Comb your hair. Maybe get a haircut before you go. Just get a haircut you've always gotten. Don't get a new one because you won't feel very <laughs> confident with yourself. Um, and if you really want to sap up the boss, wear company colors. Um, before the interview, sit down and actually write down some questions you think they're going to ask. If you get the chance to talk to somebody from uh, the company, ask what they were asked. Um, try to get inside. Try to know what the company is about and what they're going to ask you. What's important to the company and what's important to you, which brings you to my next one. Be self-aware. Is the job good for you? Not is it, oh, it's not my dream job or it's not really what I want to do for the rest of my life. But right now you just got to take what God's providing you. So if you've got an interview uh, for a job that you think is good for you and good for the company, try it. Take it out. I mean, just just take what God gives you. Um, it, just uh, remember that you want to tell the company that the job is going to benefit the company because you are the right person for the job and that the company is going to benefit you as a person. They want to know that you're going to stick around for a little while. So you want to do your homework and figure out what benefits they offer you. And you tell them, say, I like the fact that you give dental. I like the fact, you know, you want to tell them what you know what you're talking about. Research the company and what they do. The worst thing you can do is go into a company and be like, I have no idea what you guys do. <laughs> um, so get online. Find out um, what their revenue was the last year. Find out what they're projected to make this next quarter. You can really razzle-dazzle some bosses if you go in there and say, yeah, I'm really interested in this job because I feel like there's great job security here. Um, I noticed that you guys' uh, revenues jumped up 15% last year. You're projected to go another 2% this quarter. I think that's great. I want to be a part of that. that well, just, you'll get the job right there. They won't even call you back. They say, shake your hand. Welcome to the team. Um, and come with How do you questions. do that? How do you do what? what what's practical? Like, are there websites you get on? I mean, how, how do you? Um, how there's do you do there's that? several ways you can find out stuff like that. Go to articles. Uh, go to Google. Search for different articles on it. Go to finance um, websites. YahooFinance.com is a great one. Um, and, and search for the company names. You can go get on the uh, get on. Uh, look at the stock markets. See how their stocks are doing. Just, uh, look at the history of their stocks. Um, you just any little tidbit of uh, company information you can find out to see how they've been doing and how they're you know done. It's going to razzle-dazzle the bosses, and it's going to make you maybe a little bit more excited about your job because you know it's a good place to be. Uh, also, you want to go in there with questions. Every interview I've ever been to, they ask, do you have any questions? Um, the best interviews that I've uh, been able to, to be in, um, I ask a lot of questions at the end. You can't know everything about the company when you first go in. Um, that's just impossible. You can know enough to tell them you're interested, but you can't know everything. And so let them talk. If the boss is very excited about their jobs, for the most part, um, they know what they're doing and they, they believe in their company. Otherwise, they wouldn't be that high up in the food chain. So ask them questions. What do you do? What's your favorite part about working here? What's, you know, uh, what's this particular product? How can this work? You know, how does this work in with the product that I would be working with? Um, just You, you want to act interested. You want to be interested. If you're not, don't go to the interview. And that's how you can prepare uh, for a job interview, and that's how you can nail it. Sweet action. All right. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about... <sighs> I'm not an expert, but what's the deal with Christmas lights that don't have the right Christmas colors? And I know Christmas just passed, but that really irks me when people have lights that are like pink in their yards <laughs> and they have like garden gnomes wrapped with lights. That's not Christmassy. If you're going to go with Christmas lights, do stuff that is Christmas. Put those halogen ones. Yeah, those things that blind your neighbors. <laughs> please don't put those things up. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, 
do it right and do it well because no one wants to see your little half done tree, the one tree in your yard that you put tree, uh, lights around and they're like pink halogen lights. And also, when Christmas is over, take down the lights. Okay, we're in January and I keep driving around the neighborhood and people have their lights on and they have their reindeers doing w- weird things on the lawn. Turn them off. <laughs> you know, it's, what it, do you it's, mean? I don't get it. <laughs> you need to come to my neighborhood. You'll get it. In the lawn. But yeah, turn them off. I'm not an expert, but they're Christmas lights. So after Christmas, we're done. Absolutely. If you know what he's talking about and the lawn weird things, email us at <laughs> amateurexperts at gmail.com. 1-800-GEEK-IT. Amateur experts at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> very nice. Hey, I'm going to talk about this real quick. And it's kind of funny because I'm sitting here thinking that I always talk about dating stuff, but I just gave my opinion on dating. Uh, so my my advice on dating, is, and I told somebody this once, I can't remember, and they were like, man, that sounds really smart. You must be an expert on dating. Um, Emphasis on amateur. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, do something fun for the first date. I've, I've been on just a handful of dates, and the <laughs> worst ones I've had – I've been the guy that's been like, I'm going to sit down and ask her a million questions the first time. Like a job interview. We're having coffee, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get to know her. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to get to know her inside and out and just going to impress her because I can quote unquote listen. And then we don't have any (laughs) fun. We just sit over a cup of coffee all the time. And I think what I've learned that I'll apply in the future maybe is like just let that happen. Let getting to know her happen or letting him know happen. Just have fun and enjoy being around each other. Um, And so I say a good way to do that is see the person both in their zone and outside their zone make them do something that they're really comfortable with um for me i like concerts so i like music so if i went to a concert i'd be comfortable there and then i don't like um i like everything but find something they don't like a mud wrestling championship yeah, and make them do something see them outside of their their comfort zone too i think that that would work out well so okay hey well we got to wrap it up we're almost at 50 minutes so thank you so much for uh joining us today we have to work on this music transition i know i feel like they're like bam yeah I'm, music. So, I'm working on it it's okay kendall you're doing we great. just get kendall's our quick. producer and uh talent all at the same time so he's doing a pretty good job thank you we we get a rig equipment so it's we're kind of you know hoping to get it to work every week there's no guarantees if it's gonna last the whole time hey we ask you to shoot us an email uh questions comments compliments complaints Send complaints somewhere else, actually. <laughs> no, no, I want to hear them. Oh, God. Josh got a complaint this week. Yeah, I got, I got a, a great email, uh, which we were going to talk about, but we're already over 50 minutes, so we might touch it a different day. Okay. All right. Well, hey, guys, God bless you. We, we hope that you all have a great week, and we look forward to hearing from you all. Amateur experts out. Amateur experts at gmail.com. Have a good day. <laughs>